spreading Cajun across the nation, pushing the brand across the land. Welcome to Ragin' Review, made by the fans for the fans. Nation. How does it feel to be champions? Good God Almighty, Sunbelt champions at last. Welcome to Rage Interview post game. Matt Miguez, Jerry Abair, Josh Yagno. As your Louisiana Raging Cajuns secure their first ever Sunbelt Conference Championship defeating App State for the third consecutive time. 24-16 in just an absolute dogfight. Start to finish, just a dogfight. Billy Napier rides off into the Acadiana Sunset with that elusive Sunbelt Championship finally in his hands. Finally, in our hands. It's been a long time coming. Jerry, Josh, we're champs, boys. Take How it does all it in. feel? I mean, I mean the, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna channel my inner D'Angelo. How does it feel to be a champion? I don't know if I can put it into words. I really can't. Well, I can put it into words. It was, I've been coming to this field a long time. And yes, I'm still here. I've been coming here for a long time, 30 plus years. I have never experienced anything like that. From the pregame experience to the in-game experience to rushing the field. God, man, I, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say, Matt. Yeah, you know, I, I was I was in the post game press conference and you know, just kind of sitting there taking it in. And, you know, Levi Lewis walks into the to the room with his MVP belt and you know, they're wearing the they're wearing the champion shirts and it, I I sat there and I said, "Man, it really happened." I said, "We really pulled this off." Everything about it from the tailgate showing up to the stadium, seeing the line of cars waiting to get in across the street and into Cajun field, the tailgate scene, just people everywhere um, to just seeing the media trucks from ESPN, the way the field is, the field layout was designed from the Sunbelt conference, which by the way, the Sunbelt conference did a fantastic job um, to walking into the stadium, just getting the vibe Um you know, when the band took the field, now I'm like, Josh, I've been coming to games for almost 30 years myself um, since I was a kid. And I've been to many games and I always like to bring it up on my, in my man, I tell you what segments on our regular episodes about how there were some days where you'd, you'd have to kind of force yourself to go to the game because you just kind of knew the product wasn't that good. And I told my dad tonight, you know, we both, I mean, I got a little emotional in that last few seconds when Levi took a knee to win it. Um, but I tell you, 
I got emotional tonight or today at the pregame when the band did the pregame show and they're marching to the field to the fight song and they're marching to the fight song. I got choked up. I mean, it hit me hard. Like we are literally <laughs> playing for a conference championship in our stadium. When in one time we weren't even conference contenders. And then the, and then, you know, seeing app take the field, seeing the pageantry of the Cajuns take the field, seeing the student section. Oh my gosh. The red zone, the student body. Fantastic job today. I mean, just the whole vibe of, of the game felt big time. You know, we always wondered what it would like to be big time. Today kind of had that vibe. The crowd was in it all game. The, it, it was loud. It was energetic. Just everything about this game just felt big time. And shout out to Cajun Nation. A little over 31,000. Uh, a new Sunbelt Conference champion or championship record. Um, you know, this to me was just everything, everything that could go right went right tonight. And look, we beat a really good App State team. We beat a team that is, I mean, we have a three-game win streak on them. They're not used to getting beat that many times by someone or anyone at all. They have a standard to, that they uphold, and we've had their number. Um, I think this is officially a rivalry as of tonight. Um, but just, I know you guys mentioned it many times leading into this week. All of the hype that led into this game really came to fruition at kickoff. And just a shout out to Cajun Nation. We've all waited a long time for for this game. We've all waited a long time to be champions. And for the first time since 1970, we can say it. The Louisiana Raging Cajuns are outright conference champions of football. And I mean, I'm getting choked up kind of thinking about it now, man. It's it's crazy, you know. And uh, to Billy Napier, thank you for everything. And um, that sign that the student section put, it said, thank you, Billy. I mean, it's, it's true. Billy Napier and his, his family will always be family to us. So I, um, I mean, those are my thoughts. I just had to kind of let it out, but it's, it's unbelievable. And I mean, I, I might not sleep tonight. <laughs> That's how excited I am. I might not sleep tonight. Look, I, I rushed the field. I was there when they handed the trophy out. I, I was breathing in confetti on the championship Saturday night. It's never happened here. There's nothing. You, you can't tell me any other experience. A&M was cool. It was great. But it really meant, it didn't mean what this meant. This was different. This experience from top to bottom, from 8 a.m. to right now, it's a completely different experience. Let me tell you something. Matt, I told you this when we saw each other after. Billy Napier got off the bus with his boys. And he looked at them. And he took a breath. And he turned around to the Cajun walk, which was totally packed out. First time I've ever seen that. And he was emotional. And he looked around and he said, thank you, thank you, thank you. And he said it. And he said it as he walked for the Cajun walk. And let me tell you something, man. That meant a lot to those people. I- I've never experienced anything like that at Cajun Field. Uh, to say that it was an emotional experience is, is easy. Um, it was a – it was – this program's never going to be the same. I don't think people understand that. I don't think we've, I don't think that we've digested it yet. I mean, shit, it was almost spiritual, honestly. I don't think that's hyperbole. There was something in the air today that we've never had. There was something in the, in the air on the field that the students, the people that were there, I mean, you can't really put it into words. We, we, don't, we don't know what the impact was tonight. 
we're going we're gonna to reap benefits for years that we don't even understand because of what happened tonight. People need to understand this program is different now. It's different. And, and Billy did it. The staff did it. But the fans did it. The city showed up today. And you can't, there's no price you can put on that. 31-8, I don't give a shit how many people showed up. The energy was different, Matt. The energy, it took over that place. At no point did you feel like you were going to lose that game because we just, it, we, we just weren't. We, it, it's not, it wasn't going to happen. Those boys were ready to play. Defense was life out. The fans, every second and third down, were on their feet. The, the entire crowd played a part in that win, and the electricity in that building is like something I have never experienced in Lafayette, Louisiana. And we, that's something we should be proud of. And look, I know we lose, we lose Nate, okay? It's the last time. It was our last ride. And it was one hell of a damn ride. But what he, the legacy that he leaves, okay, what he showed that we're capable of, that we all knew we could do, he put it on the field. He put it on television. He showed our fan base and our city what we can do. And there's no reason why we can't do that every Saturday. And I think that that's the most important takeaway from tonight. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you could say it any different than that. I mean, like like you like you guys both said, the city of Lafayette just absolutely showed up, and you know played played their part in the game. I mean, Napier said it in post game press conference. He said the fans played a huge role in the game tonight. He he said word for word. He said if this game would have been in Boone, North Carolina. He said we could have been talking about a much different result. If this game is in Blue North Carolina, we win. We were better. We well, were a better team. We played I, a better game. I, I don't. I don't disagree. We totally did. However, he, he's right in mentioning that the fans played a huge impact in in the outcome of the game. Oh no, I totally agree. I totally agree that the fans played a role in the game, hundred percent. But I still think that we we're the better team. I, I only think it was close. Well, we were the better team. There's, there's no question about it. But I think what Billy said was, look, that home field advantage that the Cajun fans brought, it did make a, it did make a difference. And, and you know, players, they, they feed off of adrenaline. And that adrenaline, a lot of that energy comes from the crowd. You know, when you've got, like, the student section as, I mean, they were, they were hyped at the pregame warm-ups. I mean, I've never, I, I haven't seen the student section that hyped for pregame warm-ups since I was a student there because we used to be like that. And we've always wondered, you know, where, where has this been? And, and it showed up. It showed up today. Um, just hearing when the Cajuns went into the tunnel for after their warm-ups to go into the locker room before the pregame, hearing the crowd applause, that never happens. And it did. And so I think the, the crowd presence definitely had an impact in that regard. And who knows? Maybe that, that adrenaline might have fed off of one or two players. Maybe that might have fed off of a mockery for a Manac to make, to put an extra effort to make a play. Um, so yeah, I, I said it last week, you know, we needed Cajun field to be loud. We needed Chase Bryce to get confused at the line. And I could, you could tell, you could tell apps offense. They, they, they had some confusion and communications from the crowd. Cajun nation showed up today. And I think to sum up what you said earlier, Josh, this game epitomized what we've been talking about for decades of what we could be of what our home games could, what our home games could be like. And I think today is a culmination of, okay, now that we've accomplished what we accomplished tonight, the bar has been set. 
to move forward with the new coach, whoever that may be. And he's going to have an obligation to maintain what we're able to do today and do it in a way that is not just a one-off, make it more consistent. You know, schools like Boise State did not become Boise State by being a one-year wonder, right? So we just have to, we just have to continue that as well with whoever our new coach is. And I think today was a good, a great um, indicator for whoever applies for this job. They now know the standard of Raging Cajun football. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm having a hard time putting some words together right now. I mean, if I'm totally honest, um, that this night was just absolutely unreal. Um, but you know, one thing I do want to say is hats off to not only App State's football team, but App State's fan base, man. They showed up. They sold out all their tickets. They sold all 800 tickets. Their fans showed up. And, and boys, I, 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 I kid you not, I had 11 App State fans. Stop me. Look at my shirt and say, we love y'all's pod, man. Good work. Keep it up. Well, I can tell you this. We hosted, my God, it must have been 20 plus. Must have been maybe 30. Uh, between the group of five and the App State fans and the Florida fans that came in, by the way, you guys, don't sleep on the Florida fans that came into Lafayette today because they were there. Uh, I met them, took pictures of them, uh, the whole thing. They were out there. So what we do, okay, the podcast has many goals and many missions. But what we do here is we try to spread the brand. That is our mission. And we did it today. I mean, we the amount of people that we met. I mean, I've got videos of my wife teaching people how to eat crawfish, right? I mean, we had a great time with these people. You cannot underestimate the power of being a good host and teaching people how to do things in our culture. They love that. Not only do they love it, they go home and they tell their friends and their family back in North Carolina or Troy or South Al or or Texas State, whatever it is. So anybody listening to us, when we have these people come through and they are a part of our game and they come to our city, you got to treat them well because, man, I'll tell you what, it's awesome having those people through. And, and they ate with us. They drank with us. We visited before and after. They were gracious losers. And, look, they have a good program, but tonight we were just a better team. Uh, but they, these people are excellent folks. This is a, this is a, a rivalry, if you want to call it that. This is a, a, a connection, a, a relationship. Louisiana App State, the two best institutions in this conference. We've got to continue to cultivate that. It's so, so important. And I just want to say, I'm so glad, I'm, I'm, man, I'm glad you brought it up because it played a big role, man. And look, they sold out their allotment. They showed up. They stayed in our hotels. They bought our gas. They ate in our restaurants. They, they bought shit at our grocery stores, whatever. The, 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 the economy boost that those folks uh, provided cannot be understated and we got to continue to do that and when this team wins we have these opportunities to host these championship games 
It's great for the community. How long have I been saying that, Matt? Three years, four years. When we have these opportunities, you got to capitalize. And here's the thing. When, when UL football is good, the university is great. When the university is great, the community is great. When the university is great and the city is great, the people prosper. So, so important. I want to really ram that home. So it's beyond the game. It's beyond the football field. It's beyond the championship. And look, I'm a champion tonight, and that feels great. And I'm excited. I'm a kid in a damn candy store tonight. We're going to go burn down legends with the boys here in a minute. But let me tell you, man, see, like I said, the things that occurred on the field today, occur, they, they impact so many other things than just the scoreboard and the standings and the bowl game. This is great for Lafayette. This is great for our university and our people. It's so much bigger than just the game. Quick run through the stats real quick. Sunbelt Conference MVP, Levi Lewis, 15 of 30, 210 yards and a touchdown. He also added 43 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Uh, he had 65 yards total on the ground, but with his sacks, it came out to be 43. Uh, Imani Bailey led the team in rushing, 14 carries, 117 yards and a touchdown. And then Peter LeBlanc was leading receiver, four carry, four catches, 67 yards. Leading tackler tonight, Camp Descalo was seven. Uh, Zion Hill, five tackles, two sacks. For App State, Chase Bryce, 12 of 30, 119 yards and a touchdown. He also had 53 yards on the ground on 11 well, carries. Because we were in the backfield the entire night. We, we kicked our offensive line's ass in uh, the entire game. I mean, it was bad. We kicked their teeth in the entire game, just like we did in the first game. It was almost a replica, honestly. Um, oh, by the way, Amani Bailey kissed me on the forehead, so raise your review shout-out. Hell, yeah. Cam Peoples, eight carries, 61 yards, and a touchdown. And App State's leading receiver, Thomas Hennigan, six catches, 71 yards, and a score. Their leading tackler tonight was Caden Smith with 12, and the Sunbelt Defensive Player of the Year, DeMarco Jackson, added in 11 and a sack. Um, I mean, what else, what else do you say? Well, can we, can we just appreciate, and I've had, a, I've talked to a few fans tonight about the game and, and the game itself on the field, as far as the, the game in the trenches, might I add, can you, we just sit back and appreciate just some good hard nosed football? Like we saw tonight between two teams that were just gritty, um, at, at the line of scrimmage, man, it was a war. Good football. It was a war, man, at the line of scrimmage, and and that's what a conference championship game is all about. And that 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 sort of grit between two hard nosed football teams going at it that that made it so much fun to watch. That was so much fun to watch. Just and I have you know, Josh, you said it just now, but I have nothing but respect for App State. You know, they 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 uphold a standard that we're currently in the process of achieving. Um, well, you and know, I had the chance. I had the chance myself to meet a few of their fans today at the tailgate, down to earth people, great, great, um, just a, just great communication with their fans. And I was very impressed with, with app state's fan base, you know, Mountaineer nation showed up today, tip my hat off to them. I hope they traveled well. I hope they had a nice trip down here and, and, and safe travels back to North Carolina or wherever they, they go. And, um, to app nation, if you know, you play us again down here, don't be strangers. We'd love to uh, host you again, but, um, yeah, it was, that was, a you know, app, app, app 
the, the brand of that football showed up today too. Um, you know, even when they could have quit at the end, they didn't. I mean, luckily for us defensively, Chauncey Manak making that huge forced fumble on Chase Bryce. Yeah, which, um, which didn't even need to happen. It didn't have to, but you know, we they, they they're one of those they're like they're like us. They're they're gonna play to the final whistle. A lot of teams in their position would have quit. Um Well no, I'm I'm saying I'm saying that Manak's strip fumble didn't need to happen because Chris Moncrief did it first. Oh, yeah. Well, we can talk about that in a second, but I thought App State just, uh, the, the, look, this App State team, we talked about it last week. They, um, I think they were beating teams by an average score of more than 20 points. They, they were. were only giving up 14 points on defense. And uh, look, Cajuns, yep. they ran into a brick wall with the Cajuns, but again, they didn't quit. Well, you and know, they brought their brand of football. Billy, Billy Napier put it perfectly in the pregame press conference on, on, on Friday. Uh, we, we were talking about, you know, the smash mouth, one in the trenches kind of football game. He he was asked about that, and he said, man, you know, this is this is the type of game that you wish you were playing on a grass field in the mud. He said, this is just going to be one of those grit your teeth, go play some football type of game. And uh, that, that's exactly what it was. Um, which, I mean, I, I t- totally expected. It's always physical. It's always... It's always in the trenches when we play app, and uh, t- tonight was no different. And just like we were in October, we were the much better team. I yeah, agree. And I think it, it, it was mostly a repeat. Uh, a couple of things changed, but we won the game at the line of scrimmage, point of attack. We did it on both sides. This defense, look, man, I saw Farad hanging off of the rail when they got presented uh, the championship and everything, and I, I just – I'm going to miss that guy. I, I love the way he played. He set the tone. Um, McCaskill was one of the guys that I got to dap up before they walked up on the stage. and I think he broke my hand when he shook it. Uh, I love these guys. I mean, how can you not? They are us. You guys understand that they are a manifestation of who we are. They play the way we play. They, they play the way we live. They, they represented us to the fullest. I, I just... It's hard to, to kind of put into words what they meant and what they meant over the, the course of their career here, uh, but that defense was just nasty again tonight. Uh, there was a couple of look on the touchdown run, the first one. Tampa Desclo got literally taken down by his jersey, no hole call. You take that you away, that they too? might get shut out. You saw that What's too, that? huh? You saw oh that my too. God, I, was saw I, oh, I, I saw it. Yeah, lost their minds, and of course, I was the first one hollering and screaming all the way in. But thing is is that they didn't call it. I mean, as soon as the guy turned around to make the tackle, he got a handful of jersey. It was so obvious to everybody watching. I did not think that this officiating crew was very good. Uh, but anyway, you know, we won a game. Defense was out of their mind. Uh, credit to Levi, who didn't maybe throw the ball as well, you, as well as you would like him to in a championship game, but he made some great plays. Some of the runs that he made tonight were needed. Uh, uh, very crucial moments. And what can you say about Imani Bailey and Trell? I mean, man, those boys, they're, they're going to be good for us for a very long time. That offensive line really played well tonight. Again, dominated the line of scrimmage. See, Josh, I'm glad, I'm glad you brought up Montreal. What the hell happened tonight? Well, they stopped giving them the football. That's what happened. Eight carries for eight yards. Well, they didn't give them the ball. I don't understand what happened, dude. I, I think that uh, – I think that, you know, sometimes Billy gets in his own head. He wants to be the smartest guy in the room. 
championship game, right? Uh, they got away from the run way earlier than they should have. Uh, Jerry might have a different opinion, but I thought they, he should have had 15 carries tonight at least. Agreed, 100%. Yeah, I think I think what happened too was, um, look, I, I got to give credit, and Levi got some pressure, but actually it, some of it worked to Levi's advantage when he stepped into the pocket, especially on that first touchdown to Michael Jefferson. The the App State front seven, especially, well, I'll say their front four, their D-line, they were actually get, they were pretty fast around the edge a few times. Um, and I thought that that actually worked to their favor when they would stack the box. So when someone like Montreal would go in, they kind of knew it was coming. Well, they would just send a blitz and, you know, they'd stuff Montreal for a loss of five. I think that happened to them maybe more than once, which kind of, I mean, of course, that net yardage was affected by it. But then other times uh, he would get the ball and, and he would get three or four yards on the carry. Um, did I think he get the ball? Did, I, did he get enough carries in my opinion? No. Um, do I think he should have gotten a little bit more? Sure. Um, but I also thought some Amani Bailey did pretty well. I also thought Chris Smith had a few good carries. Um, but, you know, one thing about Levi I wanted to comment on. Levi made a lot of good throws down the scene today. Yeah, Two he or three did. Of he, had a, he had a good game. Two or three of which were third down conversions um, under, he, he under deserved, pressure. He, he deserved to be named MVP for sure. Yeah, he made some throws tonight that really he didn't make as much during the year. That throw on the first drive on third down, he's getting just, I mean, he's getting his tail chased to the point he's about to run out of bounds. And then he impro- improvises and, and just throws that pass on that slant to, to Dante Fleming to, to keep the drive going, which actually led us to a touchdown. Um he did a really good job. His pocket presence probably today was, I would say, the best he's had all year. And then, of course, that zone read, he just takes off untouched. I'm, of course, the first thing that comes to my mind is, you know, after four years of watching him or three years of watching him start, well, <laughs> once again, he runs his own read. Every time he runs his own read, he gets more than 20 yards. Then that turned into a long touchdown run. Where has that been? But he had a good game as well, so. I just think with Montreal, he didn't he didn't get enough carries, but I also think App State's D line did a really good job containing him, which kind of messed up our our game plan a little bit on the rushing attack, or at least on the rushing side. Yeah, uh, with the win, the now, Cajun- you gotta give credit. You gotta give credit to App State, man. They're a good football team. They have boys that can that can play. Uh, so you you know you never want to just you know whitewash it and say that they you know you gotta give them credit. I guess is what I'm trying to say. They play well. They have good players. They played hard. It was a championship game. They're a prideful program. They expect to win. And, look, credit to our staff, credit to our players. At no point, and maybe you guys can comment about this, but at no point did I ever think, wow, we're in trouble here. Nope. Nope. Not once the game started. Nope. No, because, you know, and, that, and Matt, we talked about this because I know, Matt, you were you were a little nervous going in because of what they were. Look, let's be honest, looking at the stat line, anybody would be nervous. But for some reason, and Josh, I don't know, maybe you can back me up here. Matt, I want to hear your opinion on this, too. After Billy announced that he was going to Florida last Sunday, I just felt like the faster they got that out of the way, the more they could actually the players could get over it quicker and let it sink in quicker to get focused Agreed. on today's game. And Agreed. I felt like, I felt like, and we've talked, you know, we've talked to a few players and yeah, they're upset, but at the same time they get it. I think the locker room understands that it's an opportunity for Billy, right? Yeah. So I, mean, I think that once, once we got that out the way, 
Now it was, okay, I'm going to, Billy said, I'm going to stick around and we still have one box left unchecked. I mean, since Billy's been here, he's won bowl games. He's put us in the top 25. He's won 10 plus straight wins, three straight years in a row. Or yeah, 10 plus wins. Um, No, yeah, 10 plus wins, three years in a row, which we've never had a double digit win before he even showed up in our hundred plus year history. Um, You know, we've today, this year we have a 12, we're currently 12 game win streak, longest win streak in school history. We've, we've accomplished so much. Fifth longest in in the nation. Ah, there you go. In such a a long, uh, a short amount of time, he's accomplished so much in, in such a short span that our, our program has never seen before in our history but there was one box on, uh, left unchecked, and that was the conference title. Yeah. And so he accomplished that today. And, and, and I know, felt good going into the game. I felt good going into the game because I felt the players – look, Levi Lewis was a quarterback in HUD's last year. He played in that Georgia Southern game, you know, HUD's last home game when nobody was there because of the apathy. So there's guys like that that, you know, it, it, they've come full circle to where – there's a lot of players that felt that there was unfinished business, regardless of whether or not Billy was going anywhere. So I just going into this game, I just felt good about it. I just, even if, even in spite of app state, I just felt like this team was going to play hard for their coach and they were going to play hard for this, for this fan base. And they wanted to finally get over that hump and win a conference championship. And they did. Yeah. And you know, talking about talking about the Florida news, Billy, and, and you know, I hate to keep going back to the press conference, but he he had passed a comment about it during um, during the press conference. He said, you know, Sunday we we met with the with the leaders of this team, and we 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 told them what was what was happening, and we had all we all agreed that it would be best to to get it out in the open. And uh, he he said that way, you know, you have Sunday to to digest the news. He said the way we wanted it to operate was that Monday morning when they walked into the facility, it was business as usual. He said, and that's exactly what it was. He, he said, you know, the, the guys came in Monday and we watched film. We got to work. Um, but, you know, the, the thing that worried me was, and I, and I heard this from, from multiple fans, the news coming out the way it did worried me because – it was almost as if the players felt they had to win for Billy before he left. And I, I I felt like we would have maybe cracked under the pressure. And so I, I was a little skeptical about the game, I'm not going to lie. Um, also, another reason I was skeptical is just the way that App has been playing the last six weeks. It's just been unreal football. Um, defense only given up 14 points a game, outscored their opponents 240 to 86 in, in those six games. I mean, they were they were beating their opponents by an average of 26 points a game. Just absolutely unreal football they had been playing over the last six weeks. So uh, a couple factors went into me being concerned, but, uh, you know, Josh, you alluded to it earlier. Walking into the stadium, walking around the tailgate, there was just something in the air today. And, uh, I mean, just an unreal day. Unreal. Matt, uh, again, like you said earlier, it's hard to put it into words, man. Uh, I've been coming to Cajun Field a long time, and that was different. 
And I think everybody around us, you know, we're at the tailgate since nine, ten o'clock, whatever. And when we, we we started to go to the game, you know, you look at the clock, one forty-five, two o'clock, whatever. So we start walking towards the gate, and the line. I mean, and look, this, this is not a bad thing, right? I mean, the lines to get in the game were anything, nothing like you would even imagine. I mean, they're almost if you go to the northeast. I forget the name. I don't know which gate it is, but the northeast side of the stadium, the line was to Congress. And I'm not joking. I have a video to prove it. The line was to Congress to get in the game, and nobody was complaining. Everybody was looking around and videoing and saying, wow, look at this. Look at this. Look what we did. And I told Catherine and all the guys that were sitting around me, I I said it multiple times. I stood up and looked around, and I said, look at what we did. We did this. This town did this. This coach did this. These players did this. Razor Review did this. We did all this. Look around, man. I mean, this is something that we're always going to remember. I will, for sure. Uh, But like I told you, I've been doing this a long time and never felt this way. It never never was like this. This is something different. And and it's going to last. It's going to last. I'm here to tell you, I don't care who the damn coach is. I think we talked about the sleeping giant. We've been talking about that for years, Jerry. The sleeping giant is up, buddy. He ain't sleeping anymore. He's walking around. This thing is is on fire. And whoever comes in is walking into a premier job. Yep. And this town's going to support. So today, I think today was the beginning, not the culmination. Yeah, no no question about it. With the win, the Cajuns improved to 12-1, and 9-0 and in the Sun Belt and on a 12-game winning streak. With the loss, the Mountaineers fall to 10-3, and 7-2 and in the Sunbelt Conference. Uh, both teams will learn their bowl fate tomorrow uh, with, the, with the final college football playoff rankings coming out. Uh, the playoff well, will... Well, I can tell you the bowl fate right now. We're going to be playing well, Marshall and New Orleans. Well, yeah, we, we know, but right. just you know, waiting, waiting for complete confirmation. Um, I hope that gets a good opponent in their bowl because the good program, yeah, good guys. They, they good deserve team. it, man. They deserve it. Yep, 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 yep. Um, it was actually, you know, I was walking into the press conference and App State was finishing their press conference and Sean Clark walks out and, you know, I shook his hand. I said, Coach, hell of a game. He said, man, y'all have a top-notch program. He said, We weren't always able to say that, Matt. So he said, he said y'all, y'all run. I hope everybody appreciates that. He said, y'all run a top-notch program over here. So, yeah, tomorrow's going to be a big day. Pre-game show, bowl selection show at 11 o'clock on ESPN tomorrow morning. Um, Final four, if I had to guess, Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, Cincinnati would would be the final four. I would agree with Hopefully that. Hopefully they get 65 love. I hope that I hope that happens because it's good for all of us. We need to be the biggest Cincinnati I mean, I don't, fans. I don't see I don't see how Cincinnati would get knocked out of the final four with well, them winning today. Who knows with this, with this committee you never know. But they'll find a way. They took they'll care find a way, don't worry. Yeah, they took care of business and they deserve an opportunity to represent yep. the G5 and I hope it happens. But for uh, sure. as far as as far as the Cajuns look, man. This is This is this is bliss. It's bliss. Yep. Yep. No doubt about it. 
Cajuns win the Sun Belt Conference 24 to 16 over App State. That's going to do it for this episode of Region Review Post Game for Matt, Jerry, and Josh. Thank you to everybody for one hell of a year. Uh, we're not done yet, though. Still got a bowl game to, to focus on. But uh, Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. Everybody out there listening, you're a damn champion. Yep. We're champions, baby. Sunbelt chance, finally. You guys know the drill. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Rage and Review. Rage and Review everywhere you get your podcast. Be safe tonight. Be well. And as always.